ho, 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 ho. Feliz Navidad, everybody. Is your eh, Santa Claus <laughs> or Padre Papa Noel? Is Papa Noel, everybody? Sí. ¿Cuántos episodios tienes? Tengo 64. ¡Guau! ¡Qué mucho! ¡Qué mucho! Soy Papa Noel. Uh, sorry, I will talk in English so it's easier for you. Uh, my name is Fajor Christmas. Uh, Today is Christmas Day. I hope you had a nice Christmas, listeners. And we have an exciting episode for you to listen to. It's episode 64 of the Potter Vision podcast. Wow! Guapa! <laughs> and what an exciting episode it is. Is it a bit cheeky? It's a bit of a cheeky episode. Uh, nosotros at Potter Vision Studios hope you all had a happy Christmas. Feliz Navidad. Uh, if you'd like to support the Potter Vision boys, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Potter Vision for a whole selection of goodies, exclusive episodes, private to the Patreon. Uh, other things too. The Potter Vision boys are going on tour. For a full list of tour dates, you can go to pottervision.com. Uh, and if you'd like to help us out a bit more, tell all your amigos, uh, leave us a review, uh, write Potter Vision podcast on a toilet wall. Anyway, I hope you all had a happy Christmas from me, Papa Noel. <laughs> This episodio is episode 64. Welcome to the Pottervision Podcast, the podcast where every single week, myself, Lucas Kirkby, and this man on my screen, Tom Lawrenson, we look at a chapter from the Harry Potter books, and we have a good old chinwag, a catch-up, and uh, do other stuff about it. Uh, this is episode 64, and we are on chapter 7 of the Goblet of Fire, Bagman, or Bagman, and Crouch. Mm. Tom, how are you, my sniffy friend? I know, I don't know why <laughs> I did a big old sniff right into the mic into the microphone as you were doing your thing. I think, yeah, I've got a headphone though, so at least I heard it too. I wasn't the <laughs> o- <laughs> I'm not I'm not the only one not hearing it. Don't worry. I'm just as disgusted as you are. <laughs> well at least we know we can sniff. And if you're jumping in for the first time at episode sixty, what are we on? Four. 64. 64. I'm ill. <laughs> He's ill. You've been ill for a few days, haven't you? I think I've been ill for a long time. I seem to have been sniffing along on this pod for months and months. Dear. But we've had a lot of emails from listeners saying they love it and they don't want me to get better. So may it long continue, you unusual listeners. <laughs> yeah, as long as we keep getting those messages saying, can Tom still be ill? He will not go to the doctors or take any medication. I won't. And if anything, I'll sleep in a cold uh, room with a draft, with wet hair, um, under a mouldy blanket, and I'll eat gone-off food. Yeah, yeah, you can't see because you're listening, but Tom is currently shoving off cheese into his nose. It's yeah. nice. It's nice. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. Go on. Our Just things up your nose. Our things going on a Kirkby Manor. Uh, are you happy to be Christmas home? Christmas Eve, babe. And we're at the Kirkby House. Uh, What's yeah, your favourite so... Christmas song? Um, I don't know. It seems to change. Annoyingly, I've 
found myself singing that new Elton John <laughs> Ed Sheeran one. It's Christmas time. Do, 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 do. We'll have a good time and a Merry Christmas. I've got that one in my head. Not the sausage roll one, the other one. You see, the thing is for me, I do not like Christmas songs that are just about saying that it's Christmas. Because what does that mean? Yeah, it's Christmas, yeah. it's Christmas. It's, you got more meaning behind it. Yeah. My favourite Christmas song has got to be Stop the Cavalry. Oh, I love that one. Bum, 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 bum. Hey, it's Mr. Churchill. Ba, ba, da, ba, da, about dead soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want. Please. Please stop the cavalry. I wish I could be home for Christmas. For Christmas. What a bing, 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 bing. If you've never heard that song, uh, it is time to say out loud, Alexa, play Stop the Cavalry. Yeah, maybe it's not that famous in uh, abroad. Yeah, if you live in abroad. (laughs) (laughs) Do you live in abroad? Say, Alexa, play Stop the Cavalry. Even if if you don't have an Alexa, Alexa? I don't know what to say. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Put your head out the window and shout, neighbour, play Stop the Cavalry. And from a distance, you should hear. I quite like this little little drummer boy. Well, the song or the actual boy? Both, I'd like to say. I like the song and I like the little boy I've imagined as the main character. I just like to say I like the little drummer boy. Do you now? Ooh. Forget the big clarinet girl. I like the little drummer boy at the back. Come, they came to me. They said to me. It's on earth. Pardon? Can it be? from. That's a great one as well. Because they're not on about Christmas. They're talking about, you know. Other things, peace on earth, what it means, yeah. like what you'd hope for at Christmas, not just going, it's Christmas, come on everyone, it's Christmas, look, it's Christmas. All right, yeah, now what? It's Christmas, yeah, fine, but go on, it's Christmas, what do you want from me? This is your only, you've got my attention, now what do you want? I know you've got to say is it's Christmas. It's Christmas time. You're a gump. <laughs> Elton John. <laughs> Step come into on. Christmas, what does that even mean? <laughs> Are you feeling festive? No, I was staring into a mirror before looking at my old face and I was thinking to myself, this is the first time, because we're recording on Christmas Eve and I'm like, oh my God, it's Christmas Eve. Yeah. And like, it's not. E- I've not even thought about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, wow, it's tomorrow. Normally, say like, my younger self would be like... <laughs> Christmas tomorrow, I won't be able to sleep. Christmas tomorrow, I'll not get a peep. But now, you know, yeah, no, no little Christmas poem to yourself. No, no, no Christmas poem. <laughs> I like that. How about you? Are you merry old friend? A little bit, yeah. I'm a bit downhearted because um, we're doing the last two days of Panto today. There are new restrictions coming in after Boxing Day, so 14 performances have been cancelled after Christmas. So oh. we're doing our last, uh, we're doing our last two shows today. So what are we going to uh, do with you? Just have a big old sleep and uh, probably <laughs> prepare for the next episode of this. Bloody hell! I envy you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll try and have a good old blood. <laughs> I try and have a rest, but I'm not very good at having a rest. I try and keep busy, don't I? I don't know. Don't know There'll anything be about you. To do. <laughs> you are. I said I don't know anything about you. <laughs> Stranger to me, you. Yeah, yeah. Come on, it's your granddad. That's my granddad. <laughs> yeah. He's sticking his tongue out and wiggling his bum. <laughs> That's old gramps. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, but... If what? people are interested, because the panto's been cancelled, they're doing a, a stream on New Year's Eve. So if you want to see me being daft, I think it's like, I think it's 10 quid for a live stream. And that's for as many people as uh, that are in your house. You can sit and watch me uh, in the panto being daft. 
Hey, that's lovely. <laughs> why not? Yeah, why not do that? Put a little link out uh, on social media. Come and uh, come and have a watch and support theatres. How much is that? I think it's a tenner. That's not bad. But that's not per person. That's per household. So you can all sit round the uh, sit round the fire, put telly on, and watch me singing about Colwyn Bay. That's lovely. (laughs) If you'd like to hear Lucas sing about Colwyn Bay, you can either pay £10 to watch this panto or message him directly and say, sing to me about Colwyn Bay. I'd love to hear it. (laughs) And he said, well, I've got all the time in the world. Panto's been cancelled. So So if you want, just leave me on speaker and I'll go for the next two weeks. In fact, I'll do you one better. I'll sing about any seaside town. Hey... Bognor Regis, is that a seaside town? Morgan. Hello. Hello. Who's your lady, your lady friend? <laughs> Who's the little girly by your side? I've seen you with a girl or two. Oh, 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 I am surprised at you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we hope you enjoyed that Victorian song. <laughs> Tom. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, we need to do a bit of a disclaimer. We've had a couple of messages this week uh, because uh, we kind of unintentionally revealed to everybody uh, that I'm moving to Germany next year. Um, so mm. but don't worry, everybody. Uh, we'll be carrying on doing the podcast mm. like we're doing now re- uh, remotely, and uh, we'll still be doing shows and stuff from time to time. So don't worry, it's not. You'll uh, be back all the time. So sometimes remotely, some not. Some not. F. TF, which of course stands for face to face. Face to face. Yeah, so don't worry, everyone. But Cupid's arrow has shot me in the heart. I've fallen in bloody love and I'm going to move in with me future wife in Germany. But never mind, for all you Anglophiles out there, I, Tom Lawrenson, will stay at the seat of the Empire. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, I, and you can come, I don't know, I'm not really doing anything. You can uh, <laughs> I'll just be here and you'll know in your heart, yeah. I will be here miserable. <laughs> <laughs> Tom did his expatriation from Blackpool many years ago and he's Ooh. now settled in sunny Stockport. Sunny Stockport. Oh no, always cloudy Stockport. Yeah. It's yeah. always sunny in Philadelphia. It's always cloudy in Stockport. It's always windy in Blackpool. It's always windy in Blackpool. It's always rainy in Manchester. It's always rainy in Manchester. It's always snowy in Alaska. I wouldn't say that. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Alaskan listeners. <laughs> you just make a sweeping statement about your culture. Do we have any Alaskan listeners? Don't know, Alaskan. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even work as a joke. Oh, it's a thumbs down. I'm giving it myself. I'm giving myself a thumbs down. That was terrible. Have you had any breakfast today? I've had a solitary banana. What do you think about that? Oh, that's lovely. I'm trying to be a bit better with eating. I've had Weetabix for breakfast the past few days, but today, a single potassium filled crescent moon of a fruit. That's lovely. Tom, are you ready for a Christmas Eve rundown? Yes, please. Hey, it's chap. What are we doing? Chapter seven, Bagman and Crouch. So they're arriving <laughs> at the Quidditch World Cup, and there's loads of tents, and everyone's having fun, and the Ministry of Magic are running round wild because people are using magic, and they shouldn't be. There's a Muggle bloke in charge of the campsite that gets obliviated every mm. 10 times a day and it's all gone bloody fun anyway we eventually meet ludo bagman and he loves a bet he looks like a little childish boy and uh, he's not really taking much uh, ownership over what's going on and then we meet mr crouch who's the opposite he's got a big fancy suit on he's very serious and he wants to get things organized and they hint that this new event that we've heard about before but it's not revealed Prior to this, that it's happening at bloody Hogwarts. What's going to be going on at Hogwarts, I wonder? Anyway, they all buy some lovely souvenirs and there's a big booming announcement that you can now go into the stadium. The match is about to start. Woohoo! 
And that was Bagman and Crouch. Great stuff. Great, Great stuff. stuff. Unlike last week's episode, she was a chunky boy. Oh, yeah. I had a whopping, I know we have different publications, but I had a whopping 18 pages to silver mm. through. Can you imagine it, listeners? I hope you're grateful. Me and him reading 18 pages. All for you. And uh, I've got eight pages of notes this week. Because it's a labour of love. It's, it's a labour of, of love. And you know what? That There were so many little bits of information. Like, I have no hope to win the quiz this week. Uh, because there were that many little references and extra bits of information over these 18 pages. I don't know how I'm going to do it, listeners. I don't think you've won a quiz this book, have you? No. Uh, last week, thoroughly deserved the loss. I feel like I should have won three times so far this book. Well, I wouldn't say that. No, I know you wouldn't say you've, that. You've not been very good. You've been uh, bad at your job and you've given many a wrong answer. Oh, no, listeners, I feel ashamed <laughs> with my performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This chapter, um, I feel as though all these wizards are taking the piss, right? <laughs> yeah. Incognito, they are meant to be going into yeah. this Wizards World Cup. They are staying on some campsite that I think belongs to some muggle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Uh <laughs> And to try and fit in, they're wearing muggle clothes. Yeah. The clothes that they are wearing, combinations of ponchos, kilts, thigh-high galoshes, <laughs> <laughs> which are like rubber shoes, waders, those that kind of thing. Yeah, they're like wellies, aren't they? Like, well, they're doing yeah. it on purpose. They're doing it on purpose because they've they've all seen muggles before. Yeah. They've all seen muggles before. They know they're not wearing these combos, right? Yeah. So they're doing it on purpose. Like, where do you buy a kilt and a poncho in the same place? I know. And, you know, they talk as if, oh, you know, we don't know what... We can't speak directly to muggles or get any advice. So many wizards are either muggle-born or they're half-blood or whatever. Hermione's parents are muggles. Other people's parents have muggle. Everyone knows someone who knows a muggle who could say, right, you don't Mm -hmm. wear them two together. Just but you this. don't wear wee willy winky. You be a know. wizard. You be a wizard calling up a half muggle like me on trying to get fashion tips. Hiya, Tom. It's uh, Marvolo here. Uh, <laughs> Hiya. <laughs> how, how, how's the veterinary business going? My name's Tom as well. Your Isn't name, it? <laughs> Tom Marvolo. How's the vets? None of business. What do you want? Right. I've got this uh, this big tournament coming up. I'm going to watch. Uh, right. I need to dress like a muggle. What have you got for me? What are you thinking? I'm thinking uh, thigh-high boots, Uh, I'm thinking of a skirt, no underwear, and uh, I'm thinking of a fleece. I understand how you've come to that, because that's just what I wear, but uh, I'm going to have to let in a bit of secret. No one's wearing that in the muggle world. Eh? Can I tell you what everyone's wearing? What they're wearing? Uh, Jeans and a t-shirt, everyone. No. Yeah, jeans and a t-shirt. That's funny, that, because every shop I've been to sold jeans and a T-shirt. Yeah, because that's what everyone, everyone in the Western world is wearing, jeans and a T-shirt. Yeah, right, so. But I took three hours to find myself the most weirdly unique clothes ever. Right. I've come in, I've found a bra like with cones on the front, like Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> I've found a dress made of meat. <laughs> I've found one white glove with rhinestones on it. That's nice. And I'm ready. (laughs) I'm ready for the football. Yeah, so uh, they are all taking the... Where are they going? Costume shops or something? I know, it sounds like they've just gone to like a joke shop or something, or I don't know, yeah. They're not making a bloody effort, are they? Uh Uh-oh. I know, speaking about not making an effort, right, they're collecting all these port keys, and there's like, oh, one was a, you know, an empty drink scan, one was a punctured football. Mm. Make them all the same. Make them all boots. They're all being distributed across the UK. Make it simple. <laughs> right, you're looking for a boot, everyone. Not, oh, it's going to be a bit of trash. You don't know what. Yeah. Like last week, that's why people are touching a bloody condom or God knows what. Because <laughs> people don't know what they are in advance. 
You should get that in your letter because they obviously know the time because it's a pre-arranged time that you have to touch it. Oh, oh by the way, you know, you have to come at 3.55 and it will be a boot. Mm. You're looking for a boot, lads. And they come across this cottage, right, and there's a muggle in charge of the camping site thinking... Yeah, yeah, that, tell me, go on. ...that it's all muggles. Yeah. Right. They're putting so many anti-muggle precautions but then they're willing to have to obliviate this man, destroy his mind, <laughs> ten times a day. It just doesn't we, seem right to me, that. We know he's doing irreversible damage on him. A hundred percent. That man is not going to know his own mother by he's, the end of this. He's not going to know his own mother. <laughs> he's not going to recognise his own children, for God's sake. Oh, yeah, which is awful. One obliviate spell... Sends Gilderoy Lockhart into St. Mungo's for life. This man's getting it ten times a day. I know, about the surprise that maybe he's like built up a um an immunity to it because like oh, they're giving yeah, him that maybe. often. Yeah, because he keeps getting like suspicious again, doesn't he? Much <laughs> 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 all this about then. Ludo Bagman for me is being a bit too laxed about security. I agree with you. He's running around in his old PE kit. Yeah. His belly stuck out. He's doing spells. <laughs> <laughs> and this man works for the ministry. I love it. I like this guy as a character. I feel like it'd have been nice to see him in the films. Yeah. They got yeah. Barty Crouch right, though. Um, pencil moustache. Oh, yeah. Though he was only wearing this suit for the uh, Quidditch match. I guess he adapted it into his everyday wear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is the other thing, like, Harry, at this, I know we're jumping ahead here, but Harry's like, oh, Barty Crouch got it right, wearing a muggle outfit. Even Vernon wouldn't have guessed that he was a wizard. Right, yeah, but he's at a campsite. <laughs> and he's wearing yeah. a three-piece suit. <laughs> like, yes, if he was at a wedding, or actually... In a I know, band. yeah, that's oh, yeah, that, yeah, that's blending in. A three-piece suit, you... Very good, Barty. Very good. Oh, that's good. Coming out of a portaloo in a three-piece suit. <laughs> hey, you're fitting right in here at Glastonbury, aren't you? Would you rather be overdressed or underdressed? Um, I don't know. It depends on the occasion, because I normally am just T-shirt and trousers, aren't I? But, so you're uh, at a wedding, right? Oh, at everyone, a wedding, you've got to be overdressed. Everyone, everyone's, no, no, no. Everyone stood round. Three-piece suits. You're there in a pair of yellow shorts and a ill-fitting T-shirt. Would you rather that? Yeah. Or you're at a festival, yeah? Everyone's sat around in little thongs and you're wearing Barty Crouch style three-piece suit, pencil moustache, pinstripe trousers. I'd rather be in the pinstripe trousers, pencil moustache at, <laughs> uh, at the festival. Because then at least you can say it's like a joke or something or... You know how people dress up in fancy dress at these things. Okay, then let's play Please that out, right? Crouch. You're you. Yeah. You're you at a festival, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, mate, can I have a word? Yeah, yeah, what is it? Right, we've all come together, right? And you, as you can see, we're all sat round. I'm dressed as a banana. Uh, yeah. He's just in a pair of tights, yeah. <laughs> which you see through. Um, that girl's got a baps out with some jewels yeah. on them, uh, covering them slightly. And you're in a three-piece <laughs> suit. Yeah. Do you want to dress down a bit, mate? You're slightly trying to show us up or something. You think you're better than us? But look at these cufflinks. <laughs> Aren't they nice? It's got BC on it, Barty Crouch. But your name's LK, Lucas Kirkby. My name is LK, Lucas Kirkby. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Either, mate, either you take your top off or you stop looking at the girls. Or? Because <laughs> you're putting it off, you're creeping them out. <laughs> what if we just dance? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to end any improvised scene, isn't it? Or, what if we just dance? And I'll wave my flag about. Hey! Hang on, that's a Nazi flag. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been camping 
Um, I went camping with Year 7 on a school trip. Hang on, uh, were you a teacher or were you Year 7? I was neither. I was an adult man joining in. No, I was in Year 7. Uh, and um, just we got to say that because the amount of times we say year seven as if year seven are actually listening. <laughs> Still <laughs> listening, year sevens. Hey, um, and I didn't. I went camping because we did. Uh, we did a show at the Deer Shed Festival in uh, Yorkshire, mm. uh, and we camped. And but I'm not a fan of camping. You quite like it, don't you? I don't know. Summit in it. It's nice getting away from cars and the city and stuff being able to see the stars being able to breathe you know like sat yeah, in a yeah. calm field and having a nice view to have a lake or a mountain or some trees because at the minute i look out into my back garden and i see a bloke slumped in a ditch drinking a bottle of vodka not knowing if he's going to make it through the night yeah and i gotta tell you it gets me jealous. So that's why I go camping. <laughs> Lovely. You said you didn't know, but it sounds like you like camping. What was it like when um you went camping? Uh it was alright. It was you just sharing a, lot... a tent, a bunk. Yeah, sharing a tent with like three other lads, I think. Yeah. And then yeah, just lots of classic school tomfoolery people going into different tents in the middle of the night when they should have been asleep and messing around and getting told off. Messing around how? Like, uh... Just like throwing things, being daft. Just not being asleep. Things. Oh, you sevens. I thought you were better <laughs> than that. We don't throw things. We don't throw. You're a representative of this school and people yeah. see you <laughs> doing that. You're saying the whole school's like that. You're yeah. naughty. Do you know what? I don't think as a member of the public I've ever seen a kid being naughty. Looked at the logo of their school. Oh, St. Michael's. That whole school must be bad. Because <laughs> one kid shouting. Oh, close that school down. If anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, the amount of times, in, maybe in assembly or getting told off one-on-one, if you do something naughty wearing your school uniform, it's like, you're... You've got our uniform. It's like, it's not as if like I'm wearing it. I don't know. It's not as if like I'm wearing a McDonald's uniform outside of McDonald's, like yeah. <laughs> beating people up. <gasps> I didn't know McDonald's were all right with that. <laughs> yeah, if you see someone in a McDonald's uniform battering somebody out in public, you know, well, I'm never buying a burger from them again. Well, that's just me and you. Maybe other people might. <laughs> Do you think as a one person? <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Hey, there's a man been on a, a killing rampage. He shot three people. Where did he work? Marks and Spencer's. Never shopping there again. You can be put off because sometimes I go into certain uh, fast food chains and if the staff are gormless, it puts you off going again because you're like, oh, the crap. They're always yeah, crap. Yeah, gormless, yeah. You go into Burger King and it's like no one knows what they're doing. Do you know what? I don't mind people not knowing what they're doing, but they don't bloody care. That's mm. the thing. They're like, oof. You wanted like your burger you... warm, did you? Do you know when they throw mm. your food at you and they yeah. not even give you a chance to ask yeah. for sauce? Do you know how yeah. important sauce is? Yeah. Sauce is making your food taste nice. Do you want to give me some? <laughs> Can I pour salt all over this meal? Exactly. How dare you? <laughs> the Pottervision boys are crying over there. They've got a show tonight. <laughs> can't do it, Tom. You talk to them. <laughs> We're going to have to disappoint all those people because you've only given us one ketchup. When mm. I ask for some ketchup, that means more than one sachet. I want my chips to be swimming in ketchup, please. Yes, please. Lamp, please. Ketchup, please. Ketchup, please. <laughs> we should send a grip hook to the counter. Ketchup, please. Does the Burger King employee have some mayonnaise? <laughs> Does the Burger King employee have barbecue sauce? Yes, but it's 20p. Mm. Mm. 20p, please. <laughs> when you buy an additional sauce at McDonald's for 20p, you better believe you're getting a big boy. 
Yeah, you're getting, you're not getting a little sachet, you are getting a deluxe sauce with a lid on it. A big, fat, chubby. Yes, please. Mm. Yes, please. You can't squeeze this on your chips, you have to dunk. (laughs) Anyway, back to Harry Potter. Back to Harry Potter. Ridiculous thing that happens, right? So Mr. Weasley's not used to muggle money. Fair enough, you're not used to muggle money. He recognises a tenor. <clears throat> oh, yes, I understand that's a tenor. That's got a ten in it. But then, straight away, he mistakes a £5 for a £20 note. Now, no matter how stupid you are or how unfamiliar you are with muggle money, you cannot mistake a five for a 20 or vice versa. It's impossible. Do you know, Tom Lawrenson, how many times the number five appears on a £5 note? Have a guess. Four. The number five appears on a five-pound note no fewer than 38 times. Tell me how. There's a, there's, a ba- there's a load of big ones, and then there's a bit in the corner where there's just a load of fives together. There's a five twice in the little circle around the Queen's head. It's everywhere. And it says five pounds in words. It says five pounds in numbers. And Mr. Weasley confused that for a 20. And he goes, oh, this must be 20. There's not a 20 on it. Arthur Weasley's like, go get no magic. Go get some water. Yeah. Come on, mate. Just do a bit of magic in the tent. You're in the tent. Who's Waterif- in there with you? Waterifico. If you, yeah. People are running around doing stupefy on muggles. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It like the difference between... Like what they're going for and what they aren't. There's a there's a ministry official having a go at this bloke for wearing a flowery dress. He's like, hey, it's women that wear flowery dresses, not men. Right, mate. There's a pyramid over there. I'm trying to go deal with the pyramid rather than there's, this bloke in a dress. There's a brick chimney attached to a tent. <laughs> and you're having a go at him for wearing a dress. You've got bigger fish to frat. There's two kids flying about there. Do you think a muggle's going to turn up and go, bloody hell, that man's got a nighty on? Maybe that just says more about this ministry official being a bit of a bigger... Men don't wear those things. Boys wear blue and girls wear pink. Forget Mm. the pyramid outside. Yeah, this chapter had me thinking fondly of camping, especially the little uh, job that Harry, Ron and Hermione are given to do. Go get some water. Walking about, seeing the sunrise, yeah. There's yeah, a tranquility nice. of being on a campsite, you know, no, especially one where vehicles aren't allowed. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? It oh, feels like best. being in a little, you know, like a tribe in the past, like a little Celtic tribe. Everyone's together and there's no It's like being technology. a little tribe in the past. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like a little, I don't know, like a Celtic, uh, yeah, Celtic tribe, little village where yeah. you're going to get water and, uh, you know. Where you send three children with a saucepan and a kettle to get water. A tribe. You remember that, don't you, ancient Britons? Go to the tap, children. (laughs) (laughs) I was actually surprised because Ron looks at a map and says, oh, there's a tap here. Maybe that's where water is. I was like, I can't believe he's figured that out. Because I was like, I'm surprised he even knows what a tap is, even though they've got them in the wisdom world. Yeah. Well, we've seen him try and operate a telephone. If his dad can't use matches, good lord. Right, I'm so think... sorry. They come back into that tent and he's there striking matches. And when they light, he goes, ooh, drops them down. He's having a great time. Take those matches off that man. <laughs> Arthur Weasley needs constant adult supervision. He's there going, ooh, dropping lit matches on the floor. Excuse me. Excuse me. You're going to kill these children. And there'll be no going back from it. He should not be allowed without Mrs. Weasley with these Mm. kids. Yeah. Um, Along their little journey around the campsite, they bump into, they go into a little green area. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seamus Finnegan's neck of the woods. Ireland's campsite featuring Dean Thomas. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it bumps into Seamus's mum, Mrs. Finnegan. Yeah. And she says... uh, You'll be supporting Ireland, of course. And they're all like, yeah, of course. Why would she even suggest that? What are you talking about, you 
crazy old woman. You know, know they're not from Ireland. Why would yeah. they ever support Ireland? They support who they like. <laughs> or, have you heard of this? They could be neutral and just enjoy the game. You know, Ever has to bloody support somebody, don't they? Oh, who'd you support? Nobody. Huh? Oh, hang on, maybe that's wrong. I suppose England aren't playing. Are England playing? No, England. No, it's just Ireland against uh, Bulgaria, isn't it? Oh, that's why that makes sense then. Well, I'm it's talking crap. I'm talking crap. Talking naughty shit. But Seamus is going, oh, you think we're bad with all this green? You should see what the Bulgarians have done. Yeah. Is it the Bulgarians? It's the Bulgarians, yeah. Victor it's Cullen, the Bulgarians. Yeah. And everyone leans in. What? What have they done? <laughs> They've all got up posters of Victor Crumb. Now, this posters. is where I... Like, posters of Victor Crumb attached to their tents. Now, this is where I raised an eyebrow. Right? Yeah, I can see you, yeah. Because... Well, like the Rock Johnson. <laughs> Do you smell what the nonce is cooking? Because Victor Crumb... <laughs> He's a school child, and all yeah. these adults have got posters of him attached to their tents. I know you're trying to support, but it's inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Ron's like, oh, he might be 18. I don't know. I was trying to think of an example. Like, say, if you came around my house and I had a poster up of some school kid. Like, like Emma Raducanu or something. That was my issue. I don't have... I don't know a single child celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think she's just done her A-levels, hasn't she? Who's that? She's she's the uh, tennis, she just won Sports Personality of the Year. She won the uh, US Open tennis. But she, she literally just did her A-levels last year, I think. Her? Her! The, the, the only one that came to my head, and this has happened before, this has happened before, this is not a child. I was about to say, what if you came out to my house and Justin Bieber was on the wall? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who my first thought as well was? Who? Tom Daly. I'm like, he's a, he's a kid, isn't he, Tom Daly? How old is Tom Daly, the diver? I bet he's about 30. <laughs> What's the Spider-Man guy called nowadays? Uh, oh, I don't know. Not Andrew Garfield. No, it's, uh, I don't know, the latest Spider-Man. Yeah, I was like, how about him? I thought, he's 26. Tom Daly's my age. <laughs> hey, that kid Tom Daly, he's only about 14, isn't he? That, that three-time Olympic medalist. <laughs> he's 14 and he's been in three Olympics. <laughs> Listeners, have a think. Do you know any child celebrities? <laughs> yeah, it's a bit odd, isn't it? Yeah, especially a sports star. Yeah, I don't think children should be celebrities. No, no. Wait till you're 18 before you become famous. I don't I don't think we need child actors. I think all child roles could be played by adults pretending to be children. And I don't mean <laughs> I don't mean adults who look like children. I yeah, mean just yeah. normal adults, say like me playing a five year old. Not in like a baby way, like ba ba boo boo doo doo. Just going, I'm five. Yeah, I'd Mother. like that. <laughs> like Jimmy Cranky or that bloke from ACDC. We need a bit more like that. <laughs> 60-year-old person playing a school kid. Not Jimmy Cranky. <laughs> Listeners, if you want to have a good night's sleep, do not Google Jimmy Cranky. Hey, J-I-M-M-Y-K-R-A-N-K-I-E. Don't Google that unless you want to have nightmares and to scare yourself into an early grave. <laughs> Do you know what? We try and draw in the young people by researching current trends and references. <laughs> and that's why I bring up Jimmy Cranky. <laughs> <laughs> you know Jimmy Cranky, kids, on TikTok. Have you ever met Jimmy Cranky? No, I've never. I love that you think that's a possibility that I've met Jimmy Cranky. I think so. I think you're, you hang out in the same circle, surely. Uh, maybe I'm sure. I'm sure Stuart, who does the pantomime, must have met the Crankies. Hundred exactly. He's met like Ken Dodd and or- Chuckle Brothers. Oh, he's had Orville, the actual puppet, in his house. He told me the other day. He's worked with Chuckle Brothers, didn't he? Yeah, he worked with the Chuckle Brothers for years. Yeah, Ken Dodd. Uh... And he had Orville. Ra- Orville round. He's had Orville, the actual genuine puppet, round his house. What did Keith Harris say? 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. I know he makes. I know he makes puppets and things, Stuart. Maybe he was fixing Orville. I don't know. I'll have to ask him. Maybe Keith just got annoyed with him. Yeah. Keith, there is. <laughs> R.I.P. Hey, if you didn't know Jimmy Cranky, Year Sevens, what about Keith Harris? <laughs> hey, <laughs> do you know them? Is that a YouTuber? I can't. I can't think of a single child celebrity. Well, every child celebrity I can think of, like I, now I'm thinking of the Olsen twins, who are probably about forty. <laughs> it's the Olsen twins, everyone. <laughs> you, you expect them to be perpetually children, don't you? I know. Greta Thunberg? Well, she's probably 18 now, isn't she? 19? Yeah, I think so. This is all wrong. I should not <laughs> be here. I should be in school. Well, Go to school, then. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you decide if you're going to keep that in or not. <laughs> you're impression of Greta. Go to school. I didn't ask you to be giving this speech. This is all wrong. <laughs> That's a good impression, that. Is it? Yeah. Man, she's visual. I don't know, but she's doing it for a good cause. I'm not yeah, doing anything. Good on you, Greta. Keep going. Keep going. Keep sailing around the world, kidder. <laughs> is that what she does? Yeah, she did. She sailed to America she's to save on the... Uh, the petrol, but yeah, no. Oh, let's all take <laughs> our, let's let's all take our boats to America, shall we? <laughs> that plane's still going. It's just got an empty seat now. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Do you want me to cast away myself? Get trapped <laughs> on an island? Oh, that'd be nice, won't it? Thank you, Greta. Thank you for making me cast away myself. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, uh, we recycle everyone. That's what we're saying. Recycle. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Seamus made me laugh. Like, who does this in the real world? He sees Harry, Ron and Hermione and he goes, Harry, Ron, Hermione. Bloody hell, thank God it was just the three of them. Imagine if he'd spotted the old family. Harry, Ron, Hermione, Fred, George, Bill, Charlie, Percy, Ginny, Up. Right, just say hello. <laughs> he couldn't get to Arthur and Molly. He did them all. <laughs> oh, yeah. Arthur. Ellie, Molly. Right, Seamus. Molly's just say hello. <laughs> Seamus, Mr. Finnegan, Mrs. Finnegan. Little girl I don't know. I think uh, Seamus comes from Barty Crouch Jr.'s neck of the woods. Hello, Hermione. <laughs> hello, Harry. <laughs> Hello, Ron. <laughs> Hello, Dally. <laughs> hey, how is Connie this week? Oh, she's good. She's napping. She's having a festive nap. Oh, a festive nap. Well, she's uh, should be flying south, shouldn't she, for the winter? She no. She laid some chocolate <laughs> eggs last night. Did she? Are they tasty? <laughs> what are you implying? Well, haven't you told me she's laid chocolate eggs and then giggled to yourself as if it was a poo? <laughs> I wasn't implying that. You were. You made yourself laugh. Give me strength. Can I have some strength, please? Can I have some strength? God, give me strength, said the weightlifter. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny, so there's the old bloke in his flowery nightgown. Yeah. Yeah. And he got that ministry official not not letting him wear it. Yeah. Let yeah, him yeah. wear it. Yeah. <laughs> he likes it. He likes and he, it. And he even says, I demand wind upon my ghoulies or something like that. <laughs> Hang on, let me check the book. That's right. I demand wind on my ghoulies. Upon my ghoulies. Upon my ghoulies. You, you remember that verbatim. Hmm. Yeah, do you know what? And as a kid, I'd love that line. I think anything remotely rude or silly or daft or like toilet humour would be very funny as a kid to read. As a kid, mate, you're, that's still your favourite now. It's not. <laughs> the amount of times. So if I give you five minutes, I go five minutes for yourself, go and do with it what you will. The yeah. amount of times you'll crack out a, a little copy of the Beano and start giggling. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I've not read the Beano for years. I did used to love the Beano, though. Yeah. Never that au fait with the dandy. I, I'd say you look more like a dandy boy. Do I? A dandy uh, character? Well, your sense of humour falls more in dandy, like a dirty little boot rotting and, like, holes in someone's tongue, stuff like that. No, I was always a Beano boy. I like Dennis the Menace, Minnie the Minx, the Backstreet Kids, Radio Ninja, Billy Wiz. But you know. Billy Wiz. <laughs> Roger the Dodger fast. was always a fond favourite of mine because he didn't want to do anything naughty. He was yeah. just trying to make life easy for himself, Roger yeah, the Dodger. He was just trying to avoid things, wasn't he? Dennis was actively being naughty, like smacking yeah. people on the head, being homophobic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was all about Walter being a softie, wasn't it? Tying people up. It's just nice. Was, Roger was like, Roger, <laughs> like, go do some shopping. I'll just hide in a bin. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Hey, oh, no, Rod- there's a rat in it. <laughs> oh. that's, that's good for two pages. Yeah. Along this little journey, I like this little journey. They keep bumping into people, don't oh, they? Oh, I do. It's like a little family reunion, isn't it? They bump into Oliver Wood and they find out he's uh, signed to a reserve team of Quidditch. Yeah. And I thought, how? Yeah. How, 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 how? Right. A reserve team of like some regional Quidditch team. Yeah. Yeah. Oliver Wood was a captain of the 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 country's only <laughs> yeah uh, like a uh, school Quidditch and like one of I four Quidditch, Quidditch teams in the country. And as yeah. we all know about sports, people are in their prime when they're eighteen. Yeah. So like, surely he's top of his game right now. Yeah, he's the captain of the Gryffindor team. There's like hundreds of kids at that school, and it's the only wizarding school in the country. Who's this competition? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, come on, get him on the bloody main squad. Because <laughs> there are loads of teams as well, aren't they? So it's like, mm. come on, someone will have him. They also bump into Cho Chang, and Harry has a bit of an embarrassing moment where he spills water on himself. Did you uh, did you ever do anything embarrassing when you were uh, wooing Lucy? No. That's good. <laughs> How about you? Did you ever do anything embarrassing when you were wooing Martina? Well, I remember we went to uh, the Edinburgh Zoo on our uh, on our second date, and I, I was holding her hand, and then I once went to kiss my own hand by mistake. That's that was funny. a bit embarrassing. I suppose there was an instant where the zookeeper grabbed you and went, where do you think you're going? And put you back in with the gibbons. (laughs) (laughs) I fooled you, Martina. I'm a gibbon. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, No, not really. I think, um, do you know what? I think when you're with somebody that you bloody love and you get on with each other, you don't really get embarrassed, do you? You just have a good laugh. They're on about... um, Bill having a Brazilian pen friend, right? Yeah, I love this. I loved it. Oh, he couldn't afford to go and meet him. Costs nothing to travel in the wizarding world. (laughs) Yeah. What are you paying for? Flu powder? Oh, it's an exchange trip. No, wasn't he going to come, like they were just going to swap places? No, he was going to go see him, wasn't he? Yeah, like they wouldn't, what, accommodate his food and board? Yeah. They're going to have to put him in the Ritz-Carlton. Right, you can come and visit me on the other side of the world, uh, but you will be going halves on our grocery shopping for the week. And also, he dodged a bullet there, because on Bill not being able to go, the little evil Brazilian knit sent him a (laughs) cursed hat that shrunk his ears. Horrendously petty and awful. I I dodged a bullet there, mate. If that's how you are, and me saying I can't afford to come visit you, then I don't know what you had planned for me while I was there. Yeah. You know, I can't afford to visit you. You should go, oh, well, I'll come to you instead. Or if you don't have the money, you should be understanding of my financial difficulty. What I took from that is I think the Weasley parents have gotten them into a habit of just saying no to everything. They've gone, we're poor. We can't do anything. Can I go visit my friend? No, 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 no. 
And yet, Fred and George will willingly spend 37 galleons on a bet. Yeah. Their entire savings. Are they mental? When I was a kid, I got so used to the word no that I stopped asking for things. Yeah. So like when things I would be allowed, like say I'd look in books and see a pop-up pirate or a lawnmower that dispensed um, bubbles or Mr. Frosty <laughs> or Lego, I'd be like, the answer is no, so I won't even ask. And these yeah. items were cheap as chips. So thank you, Weasley parents, and thank you, Lawrenson parents, for giving me a horrible childhood. <laughs> <laughs> well, I used to, um, I never used to ask for anything. So when I did ask for something, I usually ended up getting it because I'd never, maybe be like once or twice a year that I'd ask for a present or something. So, yeah, don't ask often. Bide your time. Ludo Bagman comes and starts chatting to him. Here he comes, Baggers. Bagman. Percy, after a summer of slagging him off, yeah. jumps to the front of the group to shake his hand. You're I didn't like faced. this. You're two-faced, Percy. Mm. You're pathetic. Slimy gits. And people like you, they don't go unnoticed. No. People will find out all about you, bad-mouthing, being a little slimy weasel. <laughs> People find out it won't last. I reckon Arthur Weasley has tried so hard to remove the association of weasel from his name. Yeah. And then in comes Percy right into his place of work, the weaseling about. The most weasley of weasleys. The most, the slippiest of weasleys. Yeah. Don't like it. The creepiest of Weasleys. Yeah, little creepy Weasley Weasley. The most unsavoury of Weasleys. You, my friend, are a dessert. Because you are unsavoury. You're a trifle. You're a pudding. (laughs) You're a knickerbocker glory, Percy. Now... Whenever we quote these characters from the Harry Potter books, we have somebody from the film as inspiration. Hagrid, we talk like that. Vernon, we talk like that. But Ludo Bagman is not in the films. Mm. We have nothing to go off. Mm. And I would like to suggest that we make him Geordie. Yeah, go on then. So when you hear a Geordie voice... Ludo Bagman listener. <laughs> Picture a little Billy Elliot. Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't know how to say it. I haven't got the words. <laughs> <laughs> Electricity. Sparks inside of me. Then I, I get Mr. Weasley to make me a cup of tea. I feel like I'm flying <laughs> in a Quidditch match. Do you want to see me funny? No. <laughs> and that's why he's not in the films. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to see me funny? Let's cut that scene out. Could it's World Cup? Do you want to see me funny? No. What a dear. What a dear. It's Ludo Bagman. <laughs> and as well, he's there going, hey. Do you want to bet? I'm going to bet with you. I'll give you good odds. Right. That's not how bets work between two friends. Right. When you do a bet between two friends, you both bet the same amount of money. I bet you a fiver that Ireland win, or I bet you a tenner that, you know, uh, Victor Crumb gets the... You know, uh, but ooh. you see, Mr. Kirkby, he's acting as a little book keeper. Bookmaker. A bookmaker. Bookie himself by giving, going around giving people different odds. But that's naughty. You're not a bookmaker. You're a mate. You can't, oh, I'll give you three for two. So what, I bet two pounds <laughs> and if I win, you give me one pound. Uh, <laughs> that's how it works. Oh, yeah, we got to go off the likelihood of it happening. Yeah, but that's not how a bet works between me and you. We're not going to, oh, I bet you... I bet you £10 that uh, Bulgaria win. It's not likely. I'll bet you two. <laughs> hey? <laughs> you bet me £10, I'll bet you £2. <laughs> That's not how it works, Ludo Bagman. Fair enough. Hey. But, um, 
Da, 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 da. Some poor woman's bet half of her farm. Sure. Hey, I bet you half my farm. I like that we're getting these little references to Bertha Jorkins. They're just like little hints or little reminders about this plot that's going on. Because it's been like six or seven chapters, hasn't it, since that first one where we hear Voldemort's plan. Oh, so yeah. I like we're getting those little things. Oh, yeah, just a reminder, that woman's dead. <laughs> Keeps making me sad. Yeah, it's sad. Because we're all bad-mouthing her. <laughs> oh, that dotty old girl, she'll show up at some point. Oh, God. Yeah. It is a bit sad, yeah, because it's like they don't care about her. Very sad. Another bit that made me sad were Fred and George giving away their life savings for this bet. And Arthur Weasley's like, no, please don't. Those are your life savings. And then it's like Arthur was helpless to stop them. That's (sighs) their pocket money over the past 10 years. Gone to nothing. I'm I'm scared because I can't remember whether they win or not. I know, because the bet is so specific as well. Oh, I bet the island will win, but Victor Crumb will get the snitch. Well, that's ridiculous, because <laughs> about 95% of Quidditch matches, the person who catches the snitch wins the game for the team. Is that what you're going to bet? Oh, I bet that England get the most goals, but Scotland win. <laughs> Do you? That's good. That's good. That's nice. <laughs> I guess that Phil Taylor will hit the most 180s and the most doubles, but Michael Van Gerwen will win the match. <laughs> How much do you want to bet? All of my house, please. <laughs> Fred and George. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, Percy gets his, but you know, he's come up and being a slimy weasel when he gets called Weatherby by mistake. Crouch turns up, doesn't he, and gives him the wrong name, which puts his nose out of joint. Oh, yeah. And uh, do people get your... Well, you, you're Tom, aren't you? Do people get your name wrong very often? Your surname, maybe? Yeah, they just come up with things. Like, they call me, like, Lawson. Like, they see it written down, and then they just skip a load of letters, call me Tom Lawson. Yeah, yeah. Or... Lawrence, they'll call me Tom Lawrence. Like, they just give up on it. Yeah. <laughs> Finish reading it. Can you read <laughs> it? Please try. Or I got introduced as Rawlinson at a gig the other week. Or Yeah. That feels like more of a dyslexic error, doesn't it? Two letters swapped over. No, I just think people are lazy. Lazy. Yeah. Knuckle down. Knuckle down, Russ. Um, it's Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my yeah. my my name my first name is only Tom. Yeah. Only has ever been Tom, only ever will be Tom, T O M. Yeah. And people delight in calling me other things. Mm. Thomas. Thomasina. I like Tom- calling you Tommy. Thomathus. Um yeah. That's about it. That's about, about it. So I get also, I get, yeah, I get Lewis, Luke, Marcus, Curtis I get a lot. I think because of Kirkby. Lucas Kirkby, I get Curtis. And I just don't correct people, can't be asked. I'm thinking of get, about getting into spitting in the new year when it happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's my new year's resolution. I'm going to start spitting. I'm going to spit everybody. <laughs> Did everyone have a nice Christmas? This episode is coming out on oh, yeah. after Christmas. This episode is coming out on, let me just check my notes, after Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going on holiday, let me just check my diary, in the new year. <laughs> did everyone have a nice Christmas? We hope you did, let us know. I wonder if you had a nice Christmas. Oh, I wonder if you had a nice Christmas. <laughs> Isn't it interesting how some leaves fall off trees, but others don't? What? <laughs> is that what this has come to? Looking out the window saying that. I'm looking out the window and I see one tree naked, right? Yeah. Embarrassed. Not a leaf on the bitch. Right? Other tree, yeah. completely fe- com- feathered, completely leaved up. Hey, what's that on my window? Bugger this chapter. <laughs> Ooh, that grass needs cutting, doesn't it, everyone? (laughs) Doesn't it, everyone? (laughs) 
there's a fun dynamic between Crouch and Bagman. I like that they've got this contrasting relationship where one is very prim and proper, does things by the rules, and the other one is, you know, not really bothered about stuff. He's lax. I like it. They're two fun additions, I think, to uh, the Potter world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I mean, do you know what? This chapter, I'm enjoying that we've got... There were so many characters and so many things going on. It felt like a really good world-building chapter where it all feels a bit real and we've got the different cultures and we've got the different characters. I thought it was good. Right. How many... How many posters of a teenage boy attached to a tent out of five are you giving this chapter i'm gonna say i loved this chapter i really enjoyed it there was a lot of different things going on loads of new characters loads of different characters fun little things happening uh it was a lot of fun i enjoyed it i enjoyed catching up with people we saw oliver wood we've not seen oliver wood for a while we met mrs finnegan that's good and, it, you know, it just makes the wizarding world a bit more real. Harry's opening his eyes to different schools, different cultures. It's fun. It's good for his little closed mind. I am going to give this four and a half posters of teenage boys out of five. Mental. For me, this chapter, it was a fatty. And I wanted to <laughs> dance with it. <laughs> right? It was... <laughs> Plenty of pages, plenty of detail, plenty of world building. So many extra little things like that you don't get in the films. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Lovely, heavy amounts of details. All this yeah. is just like paved past in the films, forgotten about instantly. But to be walking around and to be seeing wizards and witches from other sides of the world is fascinating. To be seeing all these extra little, you know, things that they do. Tents that are massive inside, yes. <laughs> wearing funny costumes, hilarious, right? This chapter was excellent for me. That's why I give it four out of five posters of teenage boys on the side of tents. Brilliant. Right. Are you ready for this week's enchanting segment? Quiz. No. Quiz, quiz, Gonna ask you some questions. How well will you do? Quiz, 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 Gonna ask you about Harry Potter, Lucas. How well will you do? I will blow you a kiss. Question one. What position did Ludo Bagman play when he played Quidditch? No, I don't even know. Beater. He was a beater. Yes. Question two. What condition does Mr. Perkins have? Oh, he's got lumbago. Bad back, Correct. lower back pain, lumbago. Question three. You're doing well. <laughs> don't, know why I've, don't know why I've got this far. What was the baby doing magic called? Oh, <gasps> Kevin! Three out of five. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, listeners. Oh no. Start the episode pretending. I'll never get one right. I'll never get one right. I'll this never is going get surprisingly one. well. I'll never get one right. I'll never get one right. Oh, I'm a bell of the ball. I'll never get one right. No one will want to dance with me. I've wear my pretty, I've got my dress on, and I've got my lovely hair in locks, and I'll never get one right. <laughs> That's I you find that is. offensive. <laughs> Question four. What uh, did they have for breakfast? Sausage and eggs. Correct. Question five. Yeah. How many languages does Crouch speak? Right. Now somebody (laughs) said, I don't want to have this conversation with you. Somebody guesses 150 and then Percy corrects them and says 200. So my answer is going to be 200. False. The answer (laughs) is over 200. Oh, no! (laughs) I'm not having this! Sorry. Crouch speaks over 
200 languages. Oh, I don't like this, everyone. This is awful. He always, <laughs> I think he on purpose picks a dubious final question every I week of the quiz. I don't. You've, <laughs> you're just not very clever. <laughs> you're very, that's that's stupid, stupid aren't you? Quiz, 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 do you want to be in our gang? Our gang, our gang? No, Do you want to be in not. our gang? Do not. All right. I'm the leader. I'm the leader. I'm the leader of the gang. All right. <laughs> if you want to support us on Patreon, you can do. Uh, there's bonus episodes. There's also there's 20 bonus episodes. There's another one coming out on the 1st of January. And on the 15th of January, we're going to do a special episode all about this new documentary they're making. 20 years of Harry Potter back at Hogwarts, whatever it's called. Uh, there's also merch. And you're just supporting us. You're helping us to fund our Pottervision costs. Next week... It is episode 65, and it is chapter 8 of the Goblet of Fire. Guess what, guys? It's the Quidditch World Cup. You have been the parcel mouth, Tom Lawrenson. And you have been the potty mouth, Lucas Kirkby. Tatty bye-bye, then. Thank you for listening to the Pottervision podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. If you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash Pottervision.